This episode of Bucky's Basement is brought to you by Decca Gray Coffee Company. Are you tired of mediocre coffee that just doesn't hit the spot? I am. Look no further than Decca Gray Coffee Co., your ticket to the perfect brew. Experience the rich, robust flavors you deserve. Visit DeccaGray.com today and take your coffee game to the next level. At Decca Gray, they're passionate about coffee. They roast it fresh to order and ship it directly to your doorstep. We have an exclusive for all our listenership out there. Go to DeccaGray.com and use promo code Bucky's Base to get 10% off an order of any size. That's B-U-C-K-Y-S-B-A-S-E. Decca Gray Coffee Company. Mmm. <laughs> Bucky's Basement. Bucky's Basement. Howdy. Welcome to this week's episode of Bucky's Basement. I'm Bucky, and as always in the basement with me today is Old Boy. That's me. And Juicebox. Howdy. And we are back with another episode of Casting Cage. We love when we get to cover Nick Cage movies, and we have finally reached 1989. This should be the last movie of the 80s. And then next we're going to break into the 90s. And what a fucking way to go out, Damn. in my opinion. We're yes. already out of the, the, the Out of the decade of excess with uh, this yes. movie. Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen the movie Vampire's Kiss, it stars Nick Cage and a whole bunch of people you've never heard of. And we'll never hear of again. Exactly. That uh, that's not true. Jennifer Beals. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I'm wrong with Jennifer Beale because she was in Flash, Flash Dance. Dance yeah. And when did Flash Dance come out? Because 87. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's it either. I'm just guessing, man. Uh, I feel like 84, but I mean, don't quote was me on it? That. I thought so. I thought it was that early. I because could be wrong. I did read an article that said Vampire's Kiss stars Nick Cage and a bunch of people who this is their first ever full length film. Every single other actor in this movie, this was their full-length feature film debut. Huh. And it makes a whole lot of sense after you've seen Vampire's Kiss. I but, mean, I think everybody else did just fine, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the girlfriend did fine. The therapist did fine. The vampire and her boyfriend sure. did fine. No, I get it. But before that, I mean, I think they pulled these people out of the woodwork. Because if I'm not mistaken, Nick Cage only got paid like forty grand to do this movie, from what I remember and I read. Oh. And he took that $40,000 and bought a Stingray car. And he still has that to this day. Uh, and he calls it the Vampire's Kiss Car. He spent every dime that he made on this movie on a car. Uh, that's cool, man. I think I love this movie. It, it kind of fits the bill. <laughs> it, it really does. Um, Do you think, like, I thought for sure that this movie was just made for him. Like, he's he's introduced, like, way. first character. Like, his top billing, top billing, top billing, like, Nicolas right. Cage in... Because it felt like it was just made for him. But then I was looking online, and it felt like there was some other people they were trying to cast. And maybe it was just bullshit. But I saw fucking... Uh, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Again. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a theme through the 80s. If you can't get Nick Cage, just you, go for Judd Nelson. Ju well, if Judd Nelson... If nepotism wasn't involved, do you think Judd Nelson's career would have, like, 
tra- his different trajectory. <laughs> yeah, we were we would be doing a entire Judd series Nelson. on Judd Nelson. <laughs> Judd Nelson and, podcast. Yeah, it's whatever like happened to him? Series. By the way, like he's, uh, probably trying, to, he's probably trying to kill Nick Cage. <laughs> And switch faces with him. <laughs> I feel like he fizzled out. Like he didn't make it. Like um, right. Vincent, keeps, Vincent D'Onofrio. Like you know how he was like big in the movies. Keeps in the losing 80s. roles to Nick Cage, man. He's, he's still to this day. Yeah. I feel. I feel like he's around, but uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Judd Nelson. We're here to talk about Nick Cage's 1989 film Vampire's Kiss. And if you have not seen this movie. Um, it is like, it, it, it's unexplainable, but we're going to try to explain it on Bucky's basement today. And I want to skip ahead because I wrote down a ton of notes on this movie, but, uh, before we do this, I want to say something really quick sure. and then we're going to do a segment that we call plot by juice box. But I remember writing down three quarters to this movie. I feel like this movie started uh, Secretary Appreciation Day. Um, <laughs> right. And and we will get into exactly why. But before we do that, uh, as always on Bucky's Basement, we with the movies that we do with Nick Cage and Casting Cage, we do a segment called... Plot by Juice Box. A publishing executive is visited and bitten by a woman and starts exhibiting erratic behavior. He pushes his secretary to extremes as he tries to come to terms with his delusions. The woman continues to visit, and as his madness deepens, it begins to look as if some of the events he's experiencing may be hallucinations. Okay. That's pretty yeah. straightforward, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's more or less what happens. Maybe is the key words there. Yeah. Right. There's some ambiguity in this. Sure. <laughs> sure. So mine's a little bit more spoilery. Uh, a privileged gaslighting bully rapist gets what's coming to him. <laughs> that's even better. That's it. What? That's the movie. All that's right. It. That's Fair enough. Um, I, even better. I, I like your. I like your version. Would somewhat agree with that. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. Whether you've seen Vampires Kiss or not, I'd like to know which part you disagree with. Right. The rape part. Ah uh, no. He he. Are you saying it wasn't rape? Because uh, it wasn't consensual, it whatever wasn't it was. It wasn't real. Yeah. So hmm. that's that's the one thing that I kind of look at. Well, you know, mo- you know, the movie's not. He, the, <laughs> it wasn't real bad either. <laughs> All right, yeah. Correct. Well, we got to get into that then. All right. So. We definitely do. So Vampire's Kiss um, opens the same way that I think 87% of 80s movies open uh, with the skyline of New York. Yeah. And this shit drives me insane, man. We, we go back and we've watched these movies. It's happened a few times. I watch a bunch of 80s movies. And I think it was just, you know, pre-9-11, like the, the Twin Towers were the iconic thing in the world. Right. Yeah. As far as a city goes. Easily, but why? Yeah. And through this movie, it happens so many times. Why do we have to show the skyline of New York? We know you're in New York. We get it. Like just those transitions out. Yeah, just dude. filler. Yeah, more yeah. or less. Yeah, it's opening credits, man. And it's dude, I love the music. I love the I love the cinematography of it. I loved all of it. Yeah, it's very this, throwback. From the get go, this film has like a very noir feel. Yeah. Like and that I feel like the city skyline shots just play right into that. It was it was a great vibe. In sunset, which yeah. I get that because we're playing on the movie called Vampire's Kiss. So we assume that there are going to be some kind of vampire element into this. You're doing and it. You don't really see, you're doing it, Peter. You're playing with us. No. Uh, so we don't really 
know what's going on because in the previews it doesn't really show that much at all. I mean, if you watch the trailer. I did watch the trailer for this, Sweet. and it's just a lot of Nick Cage yelling and flailing about, and yeah. you know things yeah. like that. So you don't really know what's going to happen. But this opens uh, after this whole you know New York skyline shot in a club scene. And I remember saying to myself, it's good to see so much diversity in a Nick Cage film for once. I wrote the same thing. I wrote <laughs> the same you? thing. Yeah, like, man. that's the truth. Because we do these and we review these movies and it has been so white since up until, white. The, up until this point. And then boom, right out of the bat, you have like yeah. crazy diversity in the New opening York. scene. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, was, it felt more normal. And uh yeah, they were smoking inside the club, and I was like, "Damn, I, I miss that too." That club was jumping too, man. Like, Hell yeah. I love clubs and movies; they're like the most hype place. Like you, you will never find this in real life, but man, <laughs> everybody was like so into the band and so into what the person across from was saying, and so, oh shit, it was just cocaine. It was coke. Right? It was oh, coke. Fuck. I was like, man, it's yeah, everybody's like, talking. Yeah, it was, was cocaine. As Damn. I was saying it, I started to realize it. Yep, um, that probably fueled a lot of these things in the '80s. I wish I would have like not been a kid in the '80s. Um, if I was an adult in the '80s, I would have loved to experience that. I guess, or yeah. just to see a little bit of it. When we are in this club scene and Nick Cage is in there, and that's kind of when we learn he's just like a kind of he he's got this stockbroker New York type feel. We later learn that he's a publisher, like a literary liter agent, yeah, literary agent. But he's in this club and he's hitting on a girl. And I remember I, I wrote down, man, she's hot. Like that's the first thing I said for sure. Um, so you know, this is the opening and we yeah. kind of learn he takes, he, they, they leave the club. He's got this goofy ass accent. He's got this, like, it's like an accent for somebody who's trying to sound wealthy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't understand like, it. it no, he's trying to sound affluent or something. I think that's what he was trying to go for. And it's like, there's some, I was like, this accent is terrible. So I had to like, look up online, like what was really going on. And people online are trying to say that, like, he's doing it on purpose. Like, it's purposely bad. Yeah. It's like it, his his character is doing the accent. It's yeah. Not, it's not Nick Cage just doing an accent. It's Nick Cage doing a character, playing a character who's putting on a fake accent. That's the... You the, think that was it? I, the, I've got that. I, I looked, I've looked that up, and that's what it is. He's trying to sound affluent. But it's is that what it is, or is that just somebody else's theory? I, is that I, just like I, a Nick Cage fan's theory that put that out there? I read that on IMDb. It could be a theory, but have you guys noticed that over the last four or so films that we've reviewed from Nick Cage that yes. uh, he tries these accents and they all end up going back to Nick Cage's regular <laughs> yes. voice? Yeah. He has because a break he, he every can't time. sustain it. And I, I, right. I, I did, I put, I feel like Nick Cage's voice keeps cutting in and out, like his real voice. It, I was like, it's like yeah. you're turning an old radio dial. Like he, it just, his regular voice can't stop from peeking out. When he goes eccentric, he's got an accent. When he comes back yeah. down to light, no, wait a minute, it's the opposite. When he's, when he's doing a normal voice, he, he can hold up the accent pretty well. When he gets eccentric, it turns into Nick Cage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. So it's, it's, I want to see if this, this, carries through the next few movies that we're going to review. Yeah. I mean, us, because us too. I, I think over like in the two thousands, he just said, all right, I'm Nick cage. This is my accent and quits doing all this yep. stuff. Drops the, uh, the accent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back so, to the movie, he, the movie opens, he's in a club scene. He takes a girl home. He's drunk. They're drunk. They go home. They, you know, derobe 
so to speak, to go edit. And then um, that's the first time that we see this animatronic bat. <laughs> okay. And you're like, all <laughs> I right. I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, no. Well, well bare chests and things like that. But that's the first time we see the famous animatronic bat in this movie. Flies um, in. That the director required because Nick Cage, if you guys don't know this or don't know the history of Vampire's Kiss, and why would you? Nick Cage literally wanted a real bat in this scene and he wanted to be bit by a real bat. <laughs> and he was suggested uh, against that by like everybody on the movie. They were like, <laughs> you can't do this. You could get rabies or die. Yeah, I mean, those are your risks for your art, you know? He's only getting paid $40,000 to do this movie. That's right, but maybe in his mind, he's like, man, we use this real bat, and I might have, you know, it'd be worth a lot more. Maybe I could have got two cars. By the way, before we get into it, this was a major box office flop. Um, I don't know if you guys looked up the numbers. It did 750000 at the box office compared to like a $20 million budget. Oh, and he got paid 40 grand. Like, I mean, somebody was duping somebody in this one. Damn. Um, And they didn't even, again, they had a bunch of actors that this was their first feature film. What was the money spent on that bat? Dude, this feels like it's a, one of those like money laundering movies or something like that. Like dump a bunch of money into this movie and it fails because you don't put, you know. Yeah, because you paid Jimmy. Because you let Nick Cage do whatever he wanted wanted to do. That could be it. Yeah. So uh, wow. the bat the bat never ends up biting Nick Cage, and or we don't well, see on it on camera. screen, right? right? Yeah. You know, no. but then we learn that Nick Cage is kind of this uh, playboy that you know he's got a therapist, so he he goes yeah. to his therapist, but he's this playboy that's just trying to sleep in all kinds of women, and he's got this prominent job and the what is it, it the whatever he's got some weird publishing industry, yeah, he, and he's got some weird hang up in his therapy sessions about like commitment and like there's this thing and he's like looking at these other people in relationships and it's kind of like a running theme and it doesn't it never gets explained sure so anyway there there's that too but you don't really know what he's talking what he's talking to his therapist about he's kind of talking like yeah i had a hookup last night she went home and it was all right you know <laughs> i was like what is it what's the point of this and what's then yeah he's talking to his therapist about having sex with random women yep. and then she's like is something wrong and uh then he opens up about this bat about the um, bat. And he says that he was turned on by a bat, like by the right. bat, and coming into the room. And I didn't understand that, but I loved, like, just, this is the first time I'm, like, laughing. Um, yes, because this is a comedy, right? But this is, yeah. You got a clip of this? We got a clip of this. Oh, uh, let's, let's listen to uh, Nick Cage being turned on. I brought this girl up to my place the other night. Really hot, you know. <laughs> you and hear the voice. We're on the bed. And suddenly this bat comes swooping down out of nowhere. A bat? Holy shit. But this this really happened. But the part, this part, I don't know if this really happened or I dreamt it later or what. I mean, I'm fighting this bat off all alone. And I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like by the bat or by the woman or by the situation. He's, I think or he's saying they, fighting the bat. He got turned on. And, yeah, and something about that. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, this is the whole movie. It, it really is. And if you haven't seen uh, Vampire's Kiss, I think the first, I'd say 20, 17 minutes. I wrote down this. The first 17 minutes to me feels like 80s American Psycho. Um, Which I read. Did that, you? 
Patrick Bateman is uh, his uh, his perform Christian Bale's performance is partly based on Nick Cage's performance. I was gonna say it because it seems like that yeah. movie. I wrote down the same thing. Right? I never read that, and I that was the only thing I could think in my head was, is this American Psycho? Dude, yeah, like, yeah, I wrote it down too because everything is like that. The way he his apartment, like sleeping with the woman, getting turned on by a bat, the therapist, the it's weird. Everything, the way he acts. I mean, I could see how Christian Bale took straight took Vampire's Kiss and turned yeah. it into American Psycho. Yes, absolutely. Which, if you're a big fan of American Psycho, and a lot of people are, I, w- I would highly suggest going back and watching Vampire's Kiss. I, I think people should try to watch this regardless because it's. I don't know. It's it's in, it's, in, in, it's crazy <laughs> as fuck. You you will laugh. You yeah. will like. We guarantee you will laugh. There are parts movie. of this movie where you know. There was one part in particular that I brought up with these guys the other day where they're coming home and there's just like this performance art of a guy and a girl like uh, mimes. Beat, beat mi- I don't think they were mimes. They I were think- definitely mimes. Were they? Yeah. I mean, they had white face paint on like yeah. painted up like mimes. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was a guy and a girl and they were just like slapping each other. And then and spitting on each other. Yeah. It was so just randomly thrown in this Dropped movie. Dropped in the movie. Yep. Just a weird scene. And there are a lot of little things like that. But, um, you know. Yeah. So, all right. Coming back to the to what's happening in the movie. All right. So, we, we you know, he has that confession. Then he goes back out to the club, right? And he meets. Or I guess he's at a restaurant. And um, something you said on an earlier podcast of uh, Peggy Sue, remember when he's eating that Rice Krispie Treat? Yes, yes. So he's talking to the vampire in this movie, and he takes a sh- like a shot. Do y'all remember? It's very animated, and he like throws his whole head back, and he's like, "Do you like that joke?" And, and it's like I don't know. I'm like, this is so fucking bizarre. But he takes a vampire home, and that's and, his pickup line. And this is where we meet the the most beautiful woman in the film, in my opinion. Uh, well, I, 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 I want to get into that. Yeah, I want to get into that in a little bit. But uh, this is um, what's her name? Jessica Beals. Yeah. Jennifer Beal. Jennifer. Jennifer Beals. It's Jennifer. not Jessica Beale. That's yeah. Seventh Heaven. That's somebody else. Uh, yeah. Justin Timberlake's wife, Jennifer Beale, and she is supposedly well. She introduces herself, and we get the aura and the feel that she's a vampire. Right. right? And she's got right. this just like super 80s vampire vibe to her. And mm-hmm. but she's yeah. super sexy and she's got the, you know, I think vampires in the what what was it? The um in the eighties. What's the Sookie show? Uh, True Blood. True yeah. Blood. Like they have this thing where they can just kind of control your mind a little bit. Allure. And I yeah. feel like she, vampires yeah, allure. allure. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was doing that to Nick Cage a little yeah. bit. And yeah. Okay. Did All she, right. See, I did she seem like a vampire before she like busted out her teeth and was just like, I'm a vampire? Seemed like she's eating cheesecake at a diner or something. Yeah. I, I guess. So she was just another one he was taking home. Right. That's what it seemed like to me. Just another woman that he was like picking up. Yeah. And this was really quick. I mean, we're 22 minutes in the movie and he's already with his second girl. Yeah. Um, right. And he's, you know, taking her home. Um, I did Pretty write. quick too. Right after that, that lame joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're upstairs and like she's she knew what she was doing i did have to write down this and i texted these guys and i didn't know what i was i was going to bring it up on the podcast but it is very noticeable in this movie that when she gets naked because this, there's only two people <laughs> when she gets naked um there are some obvious covers over her breasts right. and um it looked like they tried to fade it into the skin but they were very unsuccessful because it makes an appearance again later on in this movie. Right, I think they just used the same scene twice, but yes, okay. Yeah, I th- I'm sure they did. Uh, yeah, it's just I'm the same sure it's did. the same cut, but yeah. 
Okay. I remember reading this from uprocks.com that the original actress, and it wasn't her that was going to be casted in this, she read the script and there was, you know, the scene where she had to be bare breasted against Nick okay. Cage. Right. And um, she dropped out of the movie because her husband also read the script and said, there is no way you're going to be bare breasted <laughs> next to that psycho. Um, I guess he had a reputation in the 80s. Well, he's trying to put a bat, a real bat in the film. So maybe he's like, "Mm, nah. That is true. Um, But I had to make a note of that because it's very obvious and and you can point it out. Um, But (laughs) yeah, I I made a note and it's something that was on IMDb because who knows if it's true or not. But in that scene, he required somebody to pour warm yogurt on his feet to get like into the mood for having uh, a love scene. Uh, Y'all haven't done that? (laughs) <laughs> so I mean, should i <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Put, that, put that on the list my boys so also <laughs> i'm not putting that on my list yeah it's on your list also i feel like this is the best acting in the movie is when he's getting bit like that's nick cage's best performance like i'm like I'm, she's like feeding on him yeah i'm like i'm believing it really because like, that's his like ultimate o face dude uh, no he is like in pain he, no 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 it's he like is not I'm, let me hold on let me pull up a picture on my phone and show you real quick because that is not yeah, pain you, no why don't you play the clip because he's in pain he's like uh, like yogurt on his feet and all i don't think we have that <laughs> I'm i don't you, think we the, have that clip but look at this picture right here um, and, and I'm going to show you. Oh shit! You guys out there, if you're watching us on YouTube, get really close to Bucky. <laughs> that's one clip. I'm telling you, when she's feeding, that's the best acting he's done in that movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. Um, he looks like he, you know, is enjoying it, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it, because that's what you expect, I think. But but in in actuality, he's acting like it hurts, and I think that's what's. I was like, oh, so he's. This works. This is good. All right. So she busts out the teeth, bites him, vampire, wakes up the next day. She's gone, right? Right. And then it's, what? What? what's the next day? It's his turn to go back to the therapist. Yeah, he sees a therapist a lot. A lot. Yeah. And when he goes back to the therapist, she starts bringing up this bat situation. Right. That he, you know, explained. She's going. Like the last session. Sigmund Freud on his ass. And he is this whole vampire thing in his head at this point that he just got bit by a vampire. Right. Which I don't understand. Like when you get bit by a vampire, I thought True Blood taught us that you're kind of a vampire's bitch, right? Like, all, yeah. You don't just turn automatically. You don't. Right. And, and he just assumes that like he's, you know, something's wrong. Um, so she brings up the fact that, you know, he he was talking about this bat. He says he doesn't remember. Or no, because he was turned on by the bat. Right. And I think that interests the, the well, therapist. Yeah, she's like, you maybe, don't hear that shit every day. Right. Like, it's all, my wife sucks. You know, my job sucks. I want to kill myself. Not, I'm turned on by a bat. Um, <laughs> but, right, yeah. So, yeah, the therapist is probably thinking, man, we're going to get to the bottom. That's it is. The and, then, okay. and then he busts this out when she asks him about the bat situation, and he wants to make up for it. It's my favorite line of this whole movie. My mouth dropped, uh, and I wrote I, it down I immediately. Did. I, did too. I guess I was pretty horny, pretty uh, keyed up from being with the girl right before. I was drunk too. Excuses. That was it. I'd had a little to drink. A little? I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. 
like how he doubled down on it. It was like before and after. Horny bookended the drunkness. Yeah, um, it's great. It, it some of these lines in this movie, and I know we didn't do sound bites of some of these, like so, uh, oh, they're quote so unquote many. monologues or like outbursts or whatever. There's so many, but this is it's ulti- full of them. This is ultimate Nick Cage. If yes. you're a Nick Cage fan and you haven't seen Vampire's Kiss, this could be every Nick Cage movie rolled into one. Absolutely, it's, it's uncaged Nick Cage. Yes, uncaged. yes, <laughs> it is. Do whatever you want, Nick yes. Cage. At this point in the movie, I was wondering if he was like going through like withdrawals or something. But he goes full Nick Cage on the in the in the very next scene. He's full Nick Cage. It is like he. he do you want to talk about Alva? We need to introduce That's, Alva. We've got to right? we've got to get into Alva because I, at one point I thought Alva's story was the main story in this whole movie. Right. Like it, it just kind of took over. Right. But Alva is Nick Cage's secretary in a world of you know nineteen eighties you know male yeah, in an office. He's got yep. a secretary that really can't quit because you know this is a job she needs and she comes from a poor background and blah blah blah. She you know wears pretty much the same dress every single day for some reason, right? Um, because maybe she can't afford a bunch of dresses. Right. But the whole movie is basically about Nick, like Nick Cage needing this uh, file, <laughs> and yeah. that he doesn't even need. He doesn't need it. No, right. it's explained a few times in the movie, but. He needs this uh, this file of this case from like you know 20, 25 years Hair ago. Siegel or something. I don't remember what yes, it was. I don't remember yeah. either. So he just beats down this secretary, not physically, just but like constant. mentally, about finding a file that he is told cons- like multiple times throughout this movie over the phone that Fine. he doesn't need. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, but but his he keeps telling the secretary like, "Hey, have you found the file yet?" And she's like, "Hey, it's you know, it's not there." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you got to find it. Like, you'll have to just keep looking." And she's she's like in an endless hunt for a file that doesn't exist. On top of everything else that he makes her do as a secretary, right? Because you know, white eighties males didn't do anything. Everybody yeah. else did. Dude, um, he treats her like complete shit. Yeah, the whole, whole entire the, movie. The, the whole, whole entire movie. movie. Um, it, it actually blows me away, and that's why I said I feel like this movie started like Secretary Appreciation Day because I felt so bad for Alva. And yeah. Alva's right. so sweet, and she's trying to do the right thing. Working after hours. And, like, you know, going through this movie, like, he's just psycho with her. And he calls her into the office just to uh, gaslight her or yeah. uh, right. show his worth to the company or act like a, you know, bully or whatever. There's even a point where he goes to her fucking house, like, right. like stalk yeah. her. Yeah. And that's where it gets a little creepy she, to she, me. She lays off work because she's been so berated. Like the night before, she was just berated by this man. So she takes the next day off work and he goes to her house and gaslights her there. Yeah. It's, yep. it's bizarre. But she's a completely different Alva inside her house than she is at work. True. Right. At work, she's wearing the, the neck to heel dress and she's got her hair done up like a secretary would right uh at home and i have to bring this up you know she's uh got her hair in a different way and like the makeup looks different and she's pretty like it's almost like she's not pretty at the office and then she's really pretty at home and right then i was like 
All right, I've got to ask old boy um, because I know do I, I don't know about Juicebox wants to answer this. I said, who you going with? The vampire, the girlfriend in the beginning, or girlfriend, Alpha? girlfriend, hands down. The girlfriend really? in the beginning, yeah, the one that Nick Cage like Irish exits on, at the museum to a couple times every, throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Every You're day, going girlfriend, day. girlfriend. I'm going, I, dude. She did it. I, I I might be going Alva. Alva. Yeah. <laughs> Like, That's cool. It, it's just because uh, it, it's almost like it was getting there at a certain point, and then it wasn't. You know, I thought like the Nick Cage like showing up to the house, and then there there was like a slight moment where the tides might have turned, but then she goes back to the office the next day, or no, yeah. gets in the cab with goes him. Goes with him right then. Yeah, he convinces her to come back to the office right. because everything's cool, and he doesn't need the file anymore. And then as soon as she gets in the cab, he is like, "Oh God, that's another great quote." Like. <laughs> It's so it's so over the top, but yes, and she realizes she's mistakenly got in the cab. He's the same person. He's completely like a wackadoodle, and he's blaming it on mescaline. Yep, and we're we're oh yeah, well, yeah. Oh, that's no, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And, and she said she did a little bit in high school, so that's she knows right. what it's like. Right, like, I've never done that shit in my yeah, life. I like, wish. Um, it makes you that crazy. Don't know. And that's just an acceptable excuse. Yeah. Right. I was yeah, just on mescaline. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. We were a little over a halfway through this movie, and I wrote down, I feel like this movie is more about Alva finding this file than Nick Cage turning into a vampire. Because what you see throughout the course of the movie is like little tiny things where, like, I think it, at one point in the diner, like, you know, he... Uh, here's some people talking about getting married and it makes him creeped out. And then he starts to act like he's allergic to the sun yeah. or he, you know, in the movie, it seems like he's starting to turn into a vampire. Right. Yeah. He um, loses but, his uh, ability to reflect in a mirror. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. That was really weird. Yeah. Like he's in the men's room and he's like, Oh no, you know, like he's so over dramatic, but he's like touching the mirror. He's like, he can't see himself, but you, the viewer can still see him. Yeah. He's yeah. like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Some guys like you're in the mid shitter. Get get the fuck out of here. That's, he, did you guys think it seemed like he was actually turning into a vampire yes. at one point? I, I I thought it was because when he was walking down the street at night and he looks up and there's like the church sign, like the cross, oh, and yeah. he just like goes down to his knees and acts like he's about to start throwing up. Right. I it's was ambiguous. like, okay, this this might be a thing, but right. I still think you're like a vampire's bitch and. The whole time up until this point, and maybe we're an hour and 10 minutes of an hour and 45 minute movie into it, I'm like, you think you're becoming a vampire because you really want to, but really you are just the prey of a vampire. Yeah. Like she right. she clamped onto you and now you're her bitch and you're the blood that she sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what, I mean, yeah, I think it's called like a vampire's thrall or something like yep. that. Um, turns out none of that was right. Uh, and I was just, we're say we're 30 minutes to go in this movie. Yeah. That's right then when I wrote down, wait, is he not a vampire? <laughs> like, um, yeah. All right. So he loses his vision. The sun's starting to bother him. He eats that cockroach. Um, oh, that and that was a real cockroach, by the way. Yes. He really ate that cockroach. Stop, yeah. Actually, stop what you're doing and Google or YouTube Nick Cage eating cockroach and Vampire's Kiss because it is just as gross mm, as you think it's it was. It's so bad. Yep. I don't know. And I'm sure he insisted on doing it. So I have no doubt. I, I guess I'm tripping a little bit. Like, I, to me, like, 
it never really seemed like he was turned into a vampire. It always seemed like he was like going crazy because there's never really any of the actual symptoms of being a vampire. It's all just him faking it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like the thing, like seeing himself in the mirror. Like you can obviously see that he is not. He's reflecting. Yeah. yeah. He's reflecting. Yeah. I th- I thought he wanted. To, I didn't think he was actually turning. I think he wanted to be a vampire because. You know, he got bit, and he just assumed that that's how it works. Full dis- right. yeah. Full disclosure. When the first time I watched it, I was uh, I was also working, and so I was like, "Is he?" Like I was like, I felt like maybe I missed like some nuances where he's he's shifting. Right. So yeah, watching it the second time, I was like, "Okay, this makes a lot more sense. He's just a nut job." Like the yeah. second therapist meeting in two days, I'm like, "Something's wrong." Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, but I. Yeah, especially. I guess I I still thought he was like the vampire's bitch, but I didn't know that uh, until until this point that until he buys the fucking vampire teeth because he can't grow his own vampire teeth and and he goes into the back to the club. No, but where did he buy the vampire teeth? Like a novelty shop? Yeah, dude, it was so weird. It was such a weird place, and he couldn't even afford the expensive vampire teeth. Like that's that's where this movie went off the rails for me. It was like okay, uh, as far as casting or not casting, but um, I guess costume design costume design goes. Like you're just gonna give him some like plastic 1950s you know fold over vampire teeth that look nothing like a real thing. Like I yeah, think that's part of the movie though, right? That's it is. part of the whole thing. Then that made it even better. His his yeah, his character starting to like his character believes he's becoming a vampire, but he's becoming a vampire of like old school 1920s. Film, yeah, Sonic. like Nosferatu. Yeah, you get a which lot is, of that, which with is the played, shadows yeah. and the way he walks. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's got that creep look, and um, and, and and I know he pulled from that. Nick Cage did, but it's just it's just an over the top comedy and performance. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I didn't pick up on it. I read it, so I don't know if it's true. But um, he's supposedly like mirroring Nosferatu's, like exactly what he does, like in that movie, as he's like going through the club, like whatever, because okay. it shows the movie earlier. So it's right. like whatever they show on the movie, it's like him doing the same shit, like through, the club. through there. I got you. Yeah, because the club scene. We're back at the club. The go- well, there's, he, he, there's some pretty constants throughout this movie, and it's the right. therapist, his office with Alva, and the club. Yeah, it's all yeah. reached a climax, right? Like, he's, at this point in time, all right, so he's not only just harassed his secretary to, like, qu- near near quitting. He's kept her after hours, brought her there, again, you know, more or less against her will, and then rapes her, right? Yeah. See, that's where we get confused because that, I mean, he chases her to the basement. She but has is a that gun. A, is that a hallucination? No, uh, because he think that's the vampire. No, it's not a hallucination. It's not a hallucination because she tells her brother, and her brother comes after him later on. Okay, right. true, but in his eyes, he's going that crazy as a human being that he is seeing the vampire. Right. That is seducing him. Correct. In that basement. Correct. Sure. So. Yeah maybe we are talking about rape, but like through the, through the main character's eyes, it's, it looks different in the movie. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they insinuate she was raped. 
Yeah. And he says she was raped. She, you know, the next scene we see her, she's like laying in bed crying. She got a bruise on her face. Like, I get it. Yeah, I know yeah, he yeah. hit her. And like, right, he yeah. didn't hit her. He, tr- he thought that and she And she even the- says, she's like, don't rape me. And he's like, oh, I'm going to rape you. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's. It's it's so it's Does too he hate. say those exact words? Yes. Yeah. Did I just blank out during that? Yeah, he I said might have it. stepped outside. So yeah. he, he does Maybe that. Maybe you did because it's pretty like graphic yeah. and pretty obvious that he Because that's a serious thing. Right. Like, and then he, yeah. yeah. And then he takes the gun and tries to shoot himself, but it has blanks in it. So okay. he believes that's he's when I immortal. walked back inside. And that's when I was like, Okay, I get it now. Yeah. But so so you have that happen, which is a a, a big event. I guess the the girlfriend the the beginning girlfriend breaks up with him, which also kind of sends him over the edge, which is conflicting. I don't it doesn't make sense to me because he clearly doesn't want a girlfriend. And yeah, then, and he's like ditched her like several times also, right like in the movie already. Yeah, so like all those things, I guess his professional life must be falling down around his ears because he if he can't afford like better fake vampire teeth, like he's not a good literary agent. So. Um, all these things are happening, and he's got the fake teeth. He goes to the club, and what's he do at the club? Not cocaine. He <laughs> he goes. He up seduces to, a woman to the back who is on cocaine. Yes. Yeah. And he uses these apparently hard as uh, nails plastic teeth that he bought at a novelty shop, and murders her. Yeah. Like by biting her in the neck with yeah. fake teeth. With fake plastic teeth that kids can buy for Halloween gnaws her to death <laughs> yeah and like it didn't even look that bad no um and just walks away yeah exits the club but as he's exiting the club he runs into the vampire the chick that turned him into a vampire and has a confrontation yeah and he finds out or we find out as the viewers that she is not even close to being a vampire and right. At yeah, least she's just that's what I saw. Yeah, because like, mm. they turn the lights up. She's just a chick. The guy who was supposed to be the other vampire that came in and stole her from Nick Cage. Because right. the vampire Donald. broke up with Nick Cage, too. Yeah. Right. And then it turns out they were just normal people. And right. Nick, Nick Cage was losing his shit. And that's where I was like, vampires kiss. All right. So let's go back when she first bit him and the teeth come out. Um, when they're being intimate and like one of the first scenes in the movie. Yeah. So he's just imagining that happened or she has a biting fetish or she has the vampire teeth and born with them. You know, you this know, this is my where theory. I need an explanation. My theory is she gave him syphilis and it went untreated and it rotted his mind is my, is my theory. So I had something similar, not, not syphilis, but uh, that, that's a good one. How yeah. long does syphilis take to like rot your mind? Like, uh, I like years. Like, I think yeah. it's a long, long time. But so I put down. I think this dude just has rabies. Like I think that bat bit him at the beginning, and his rabies just progressed over like the it's, three to four days that this movie takes place in. It's and, such like, a better. Was theory. like losing his mind. That's why he wanted to bite. Because like, what is it? That, I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's something about rabies that makes the infected want to bite somebody. That's right. You're right. Something. You're absolutely right. Yep. Because it's, it's a, like they they can't swallow or they can't make their saliva, saliva or something, something like something that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's just like then the it, whole entire movie, I was like, when I started thinking about that, it's like, have we seen him like drink anything since he was like that first scene? Not really. I mean, maybe. No. No. Except, no. except the blood when he bit the, Bit the chick. Bit the I chick. mean, that's a that's a good explanation. Uh, I do, I, I do like that's it. Just my I, I, I like that theory. I was, I was hoping we could like start calling syphilis a vampire's kiss. 
I mean, we, we still can. We still can. It's like, hey, man, yeah, I got that vampire skills. So then I the last, uh, I was going <laughs> to say, then the last 10 minutes of this movie happens, and there's a lot to pack in on the last 10 minutes, Ooh. right? Alva gets her brother involved, who's the mechanic, to, and, and explains what happens after denying right. it a little bit at first, as we see a lot of 80s movies do. Then they hunt Nick Cage down, and he has completely gone mental at this point. Yes. Um, he is walking around the streets looking like, uh, a homeless person. He walks into a wall at one point, which I just thought was another random thing they threw into this movie. Yeah. And then the most incredible monologue happens. But before I get into this split split screen monologue, which yeah. is my favorite part of the whole fucking movie, and it's incredible, um, is I put down homeless Nick Cage looks like little Nicky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. Very good. Very good. God, how many people drew inspiration from this movie? For I, I know. They were later but on. I know. Just the way he talked, the way he was dressed, the way his hair was. I mean, everything was so little, little Nicky from Adam Sandler. That's um, hilarious. And you're right. I think a lot of people pulled from Vampire's Kiss because it was such probably a... Uh, a cult classic is the fact that it flopped at the box office and then, you know, people got a hold of it and they're like, we could do something with this. Yeah. It's actually good. Nick Cage's outbursts are incredible. Speaking of that, before we get to this last monologue and everything, there is this one part of this movie um, where Nick Cage is talking to the therapist. And this is like right before he just goes mental. And um, it's one of our, all three of our favorite parts of the movie where he recites the ABCs. Oh, God. Um, we also brought this up in other podcasts where we think that Nick Cage has like this certain thing in every movie that he requires and or what he ad-libs. And yeah. he yeah. requires to stay probably in the movie. There is no way what you guys are about to hear is scripted um, because... I don't know any writer or director that would leave this into a movie, but he is talking uh, to his therapist about how Alva cannot file or somebody didn't file she this bring, file correctly. She brings up the the idea that possibly the file that his secretary is looking for is misfiled. Like, yeah, you which know, happens hey, all the time. Could it be in a different file, my man? Which blows his mind. Blows. Yeah, that, that somebody just obviously, you know, Could didn't know how something. to file something in, in alphabetical order. So he goes on to this rant. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Peter. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Peter. Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Huh? That's all you have to do! Very good. You know your alphabet. That's... I never misfiled anything! Not once! Not one time! I'm sure that you didn't. The... Damn, she's she, that sounds her. She sounds familiar in that. Um, I don't know, like the uh, narrator on the uh, what is it? The thrilling, chilling sounds of the haunted house uh, from Disney. That old tape that we had when we were kids. Anyway, um, that like when she says, "Good, you know your alphabet." I lost it. Uh, I, I was like, "Is that yeah. her reacting to his ad lib?" Because it's worth watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listening to it is good. Watching it is. Great. And a lot of stuff happens in this therapist's office, including uh, this final scene of the movie where he has gone so psycho that he is like, if you've ever seen a homeless person walking down the street and talking yelling or talking yeah. to themselves or like screaming at yeah. somebody that you can't see, 
like this is the perfect explanation of exactly what you're seeing is somebody who somebody who is becoming of a uh yeah i wrote so a vampire's backstory is how rambling homelessness starts um it's but yeah it it might be mental illness unchecked mental illness and you've got a vision of that in your head right now but nick cage is walking down the street looking like little nicky and just talking to himself but this monologue is going on at the same time in the therapist's office with a fresh dressed you know well-cut nick cage right standing on top of a couch for some reason yeah yeah um we don't have a clip from this, but um, it, it's like, weird. Like what he's having a conversation with, like a statue on the street, and then or like a post or something. Yeah, and it's then, just like the corner of a building or yeah. something is what he's like yeah. yelling at. But in his mind, he's at a therapy session, and it is so bizarre. It, it really is. It's worth watching. It. I can't make it up. I don't even want to spoil it. To me, it's peak Nick Cage acting. Yes. Like I mean, just you know the way he's talking, the way he goes through these scenarios in his head and like he's talking to a therapist god i want to watch it again yeah um because it just blows me away it's great and then you guys can probably imagine what happens for the rest of the movie alva's brother comes in no more nick cage you know we find out that nobody's a vampire uh right so why is the movie named vampire he he was driven through the art with a stake yeah he did die. I mean, that's just murder. murder. That's I, just he. He died a martyr's death of vampires. Okay, All I right. mean, like that's how he wanted to die. And then, it, and then we exit with uh, scenes in New York. <laughs> Again, Sun going down, dude. Yeah, it's, yep. it's great. It's um, it's it's such an unconventional film. It's not by the numbers. It's very different. It's worth watching. It's uh, I I, I encourage people to watch it. Yeah, like Juicebox said in the beginning, it gives Nick Cage an outlet to pretty much do whatever he wanted in this movie. Like, because all of the different outbursts and monologues and everything that you see were so different. Like, from throwing a fit like a baby to, like, acting like a male chauvinistic guy to... Like, I mean, that... That, When he calls Alva into his office and does the Nick Cage point. Oh, yeah. Am I getting through to you, Alva? I'll go right to it, Mr. Love. It's, it, this is Nick Cage. This is him emerging. I've, I've since jumped over the fence. I'm, I'm a hundred percent on Nick Cage's team. That's that. I mean, that's pretty much that <laughs> meme that you see, right? Like the worst Nick Cage meme out there of him just looking evil with the slick backed hair. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Bug eyes and all that. But that's I mean, from that quote. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This is Nick Cage, man. And I'm, I'm on board I can't wait for every movie we watch now. Like, like this did it for me. It's hard to believe this is the same actor that was in Raising Arizona. I agree. I, I like. I still it, think he did better in Raising Arizona. Oh, he does. Yeah, but that, yeah. That, that, that's what I'm saying. It's such a different choice of everything of we've method, seen. Method, I guess. Oh or, yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued to see what he does next in our journey here. Yeah. From Valley Girl to um, Peggy Sue Got Married to Raising Arizona to mm-hmm. Moonstruck to... Drop all of it. Uh, Vampire's Kiss. You can throw, I, I think, everything but Raising Arizona out the window. Because yeah. this was so fucking refreshing after us having to watch Moonstruck. Uh, to me, at least. I know you guys rated Moonstruck differently. I I think that movie, uh, it was just, it was very hard. But this was awesome, and I'm excited for the next one now, just like old boy. We don't know what's in – well, we know what's in store, but we're going to tell you at the end. Before we get out of here, though, we want to do a couple of things with uh, Vampire's Kiss. 
All right, I'm going to just go ahead and jump into this. Uh, I said it earlier in the movie, and I think that, or in the in the podcast, and I think we're all going to have the same thing. I've got American Psycho, yep. and then I've got Teen Wolf or slash another vampire movie. And I wrote Teen Wolf because it's like becoming like learning how to okay. become a wolf, and okay. like this one, he's learning how to become a vampire. Yeah. So you mix that with American Psycho. That's what I got from. Got movie it. Marriage. Okay. All right. I'm with it. All right. To me, it was Lost Boys. It was American Psycho and Lost Boys. Ah. That's even better because you had Jennifer Beals, who was kind of the star type of vampire. Vampire. Like, That's a good throwback right, right there. I've star. Got, I've got um, American Psycho also and uh, Dracula, dead and loving it. <laughs> that Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah, movie. so that's what I got. No, that's a that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, another thing we do on Bucky's Basement is a tagline. Like we take the original tagline from the movie, which is what you see on a movie poster or what you hear in the the preview, and we read that, and then we read our own personal taglines that we came up with for Vampire's Kiss. So we're gonna let Juicebox read the tagline for Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Seduction, romance, murder, the things one does for love. Vampires kiss. Like, holy shit. <laughs> what? Does he say that in the movie? Right. When she's like, a oh. bat? He goes, like, holy shit. Yeah. That's what, that was his reply to the bat. I had a couple. I had uh, uh, vampires kiss. More like vampires bitch. Um, <laughs> which didn't work. Okay. Uh, I got vampires kiss. I'm drunk. And horny, and horny, and drunk. And then my final okay, one. Right. My final one. I got one. I don't want to steal anything from anybody no, yeah. else. But I've got vampires kiss. Where's the contract, Alva? <laughs> wow, that's you, good. You just woke up your. Family. You just woke your whole family. <laughs> I did up. in the basement. Man, it's yeah, late. I can. I can already hear your wife be like, she what is pissed fuck? right now. Do you uh -oh. have one? I, I don't really have any taglines for this one. How about this one? And this is from when he's in the cab. Vampires kiss. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. God. He was very mean. He was so he was such. He bad. also used the the word cunt five times in this movie. I loved it. I yeah, thought it was great. I, bringing back cunt in an eighties. Well, you know, yeah. you don't hear that you know, that yeah. word that often anymore. No, cool. it, that was an eighties word. Unless you live in Australia, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I also wanted to say uh, I watched the free version of this movie with ads every 15 oh, minutes or so too. on Freevee. Oh, uh, I don't recommend that no, at all. Those terrible. ads are like two and a half to three minutes long, and they're every 15 minutes. And yeah, dude, I could. Who knows? I think they. I think you miss things watching movies like that anyway. I bet they cut a bunch of shit out, and then it's like they just drop you back in at some point. You know I what I mean? No. Uh, I don't think they cut stuff out. You don't think so? No. I mean, if they did, it would say at the beginning it would say it was edited for content. yeah because there's still nudity okay. and they're yeah. still cussing yeah and there's still right. like everything else you would see yeah. it's just on freebie um because i always go on like what the the uh chromecast and just look up where it is uh, and, yeah you know it's either Tubi or freebie or uh occasionally you'll get a bone and it'll be on netflix or hulu or something that you already subscribed to i'm just um, not sure i trust it I'm, I'm pretty sure it told me this movie came out in uh 87 <laughs> exactly uh all right so we're on to uh rating uh vampire's kiss nick cage's 1989 uh breakthrough hit um all right pretty much made for the stage i think that you could you could put this another 
one of those Nick Cage uh, movies. Give um, it your rate. Let's hear it. What are you giving it? All right, so uh, I'm going to go first on this. and Yeah, he's awful damn good. I think I got the best one. And I think I got the best Nick Cage that we have gotten so far out of the five times we've done this. We're going to do many, many more. I don't see anything topping this. Okay. I, too, am going to give it the best rating. Uh, I'm not going to play the clip again, but I, I do it. Nick Cage, I feel like we're getting we're getting the unique – Nick Cage vibe, right? The whole the Nick Cage experience, and I also think it's just such a weird movie, um, worth worth watching. So yeah, it's got the best one for me. Yeah, it was a weird movie. I'll give you that. Um, I didn't quite enjoy it as much as you guys did. I don't think. I mean, it is peak Nick Cage, but it just started to wear on me a little bit, and also just like how shitty his character was was a little grating. I tried to watch this like we. I watched it with old boy part of it. Um, and I tried to watch it again with my wife, and she watched about half of it and then checked out on it. So she was not feeling I get it. it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go middle of the road. All right, I'm a little tired, a little wired, and I think I deserve a little appreciation. Just because I think this movie is not going to be for everybody. I, it's I, not. I couldn't, you're right about that. But if you like, I don't know. I put this is a mixture of weirdness, good comedy, bad comedy, classic Nick Cage insanity, and that split screen monologue at the end sold. Uh, that was over the top for me. I was enthralled. Uh, maybe I had had too many to drink at that point throughout maybe, the movie. Uh, maybe you're a vampire's bitch. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was actually blown away. All right, so up next on our uh, yeah. series of Casting Cage, we are finally, uh, oh no, whoa, we are not out of the 80s. He made two more movies that year in 1989. Sweet. He's prolific, dude. The next movie was Never on Tuesday, which he was not really credited in or a main uh, actor, so we're, we're going to skip we're gonna ahead skip that. to A Time to Kill. I'm going to read a brief description on was this. Samuel Jackson? <laughs> that's what I thought it was, too. Right? The I guess that's a movie about um, the kids getting murdered and just south and yeah yeah back yeah. in the day this is not it this is oh not a time to kill this is just called time to kill it is a drama slash time to kill time to kill It's a drama slash war movie uh their description is a soldier nicholas cage in africa leaves his camp in need of a dentist but an act of passion leads to bizarre events um probably put that tooth in he lost in birdie oh my god i wonder if that's what they're trying to fix hell yeah so if you guys want to prepare maybe for- it's those fake vampire teeth <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to prepare for our next podcast time to kill um it'll be out in a few weeks from now so you've got plenty of time to watch this movie it has so far a 19 percent on rotten P- tomatoes it's a 5.1 out of oh. 10 on imdb uh oh. but 71% of google users love this movie so who the internet fucking never knows 19% that means that like i don't know hardly any like actually reviewers rated it well right yeah. and that would and we, that would, um, yeah, I think you're rotten right. tomatoes is based off of and we were outside looking this up and i said it looks like uh once upon a time in hollywood when they send leonardo dicaprio to uh europe or uh italy to do the italian spaghetti, films spaghetti westerns, oh, yeah. spaghetti westerns. Yeah. this the previews of this look just like that and that's why i'm excited to see uh, this is like this is going to be Nick Cage, I guess, in his element. He's the only actor Damn. build in this movie. So and, and on our, the poster, and let, all right, let's back up. And this this movie we just reviewed, it it cost twenty million dollars to make and made seven fifty seven hundred fifty thousand. So yeah. maybe this is like punishment. <laughs> maybe it is. 
I don't know because his next huh. movie he wasn't billed, and then this is the next one where his name is on the marquee. But anyway, um, wherever you're at, if you are listening to us, thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this week's uh, review of Vampire's Kiss. Um, feel free to go to Bucky'sBasement.com. Follow us on Instagram, Bucky's underscore Basement. Anywhere you want, just Google us. Um, we are here every single week. You can also watch us on YouTube. I hope you guys have been doing that because our walls have been expanding. The shirts that we're wearing always change for the better part of yeah. yeah we you, change clothes. We we do change clothes every once in a while while doing this, and you can see um, the antics between all of us because yeah. we love each other so much. And we love you. Good night, Tim. Tim. I'm terrified of you, baby. I do this from the ceiling, but I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to bite the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out. So I'm frightened. Ooh, Dracula's I never ran from no one, but I'm terrified of you. See, my heartbeat is a slow one, but I'm terrified of you. I've been around for ages, but I'm terrified of you. Got my thing across the stage, but yet I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out. So I'm fine.